Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Ominous start to the second hour of Tony Katz today. Yes, I was just talking to him off the air, and then I said, okay, he's at home right now, so I'm like, the mic's up. You know, Tony takes long pauses every now and then, so it's... it's I mean, super long pauses. Oh, he takes hugely long pauses. Oh, thank God. I was worried I had to do the whole hour. You're up. <laughs> I apologize. The microphone went a little cattywampus. This whole day is a peculiar and strange thing, guys. I mean, it really is. We have got a series of people in a series of places who are engaging conversations for no other reason than they have narrative to push and don't have facts to reveal. I mean, this is all so much in this idea of President Trump and the, the ban from Facebook, and they're going to keep him banned, but it, it, they want Facebook to work out a better system. And, oh, he was harming Americans because it was an imminent threat. They haven't defined imminent threat. It is amazing what is allowed to be said and what isn't. And I want to share with you in a couple places this is happening. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. My microphone works. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number. I want to hear from you. I want to start with the view. I know, I know, I should never do such a thing, but it's very important because here is someone, Sonny Hostin, who is allowed to speak aggressively about things like Black Lives Matter. She's allowed to insult people. And by the way, when you support Black Lives Matter in schools or you support anti-racism and training in schools, you are an imminent threat to children, black and white, Asian and Hispanic, and everything in between. You are a threat to those children because you're teaching them how to hate. You're teaching them to hate others. Anyone who supports Black Lives Matter in uh, training in schools or anti-racism training in schools or critical race theory training in schools is hurting children. Oh, they're going to go crazy when you share that one with them. They're going to go crazy. Oh, I've got all the backup in the world. Don't you worry. Just wait for it. But this was Sonny Hostin on The View. Talking about Facebook, listen to how she puts this. Listen to how she phrases this. So at the time, Facebook felt that it was clear that there was an immediate risk of harm and that his words of support for those involved in the riots legitimized their violent actions. And I think that there has to be a balance, of course, between free speech and and violence and free speech and public safety. And that is why that decision was made. 68% of Americans get their information from social media. They get their news from social media. So when you have someone like this, you know, former disgraced one-term president, two-time impeached president, disseminating this kind of misinformation, even though he isn't the president at this point, no longer the president, there are so many people that believe and hang on his every word. I think he is still a public safety threat. Not as much as you, Sonny. 
because the very concept is subjective. I don't actually believe that Sonny Hostin is a public safety threat. I just believe that Sonny Hostin doesn't understand what she is saying. But if we're going to get into public safety threats, producer Ari, you know what to go find. Maxine Waters. Representative Maxine Waters went to Minnesota during the George Floyd trial, right? Former officer Derek Chauvin. And said, we need a murder a conviction. Oh, otherwise we're going to get in people's faces. We're going to get confrontational. Right? And then, of course, there was the ever-famous conversation from Maxine Waters about you get out and you surround them. Play it. No, I have the, uh, the, the her Minneapolis. Oh, play her in Minneapolis. It doesn't matter which one you play. Reform, reform. And so, yes, I would like to see the bill in Congress pass on police reform, but I know that the right wing, the racist, are opposed to it, and I don't know what's going to happen to it, but I know this, we've got to stay in the street, and we've got to, we've got to demand justice. As a black man, despite all of the efforts, I feel like nothing changes, and George Floyd is waking so many people up. Yet nothing has happened, just you know, despite the rhetoric. Like what, what needs to happen that's different this year than all the years before? We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the fault that took place and has been taking place after they saw. And if they don't get the guilty verdict, if they don't get the 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 the, the murder, oh, you're gonna stay and you're gonna confront and you're gonna. No conversation about public safety here? She's calling people racists, and there's no conversation about public safety from Sonny Houston. And of course, I was alluding to the famous one. You all know, as Joe Biden would say, you know the thing. If you see a member of that Trump cabinet, that Trump administration, you get out and you surround them, you make a crowd, you push back on them, and you tell them they're not welcome. Maxine Waters is more of a threat to public safety than Donald Trump ever has been ever in the history of ever. These are just the facts if we're going to utilize what it is Sonny Hostin has to offer us. Utilize her facts, her data, her thought, her ideas. But what about this idea that the problem is 60% of people get their information from social media? I remember when 90% of an age group got their information from Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart, newsman? John Stewart, opinion guy. John Stewart, uh, smart dude. Newsman? Unbiased? Mm, no. No, no, no. I would say that to his face. No. So what is this that she's putting out there? What is it that she's putting out there where she feels so, so confident in, in her, her position? Again, this goes to the idea of the elites and siding with the elites. It's like the Chris Cuomo thing. I've been vaccinated and the elites say you should get vaccinated, so I should get preference at a restaurant. That's what he said. Well, the elites say that that, uh, Donald Trump was an imminent threat and anything he says could still be a threat, so I'm with the elites. (laughs) She's not for free speech. Any caveat to free speech is not being for free speech. Yes, Facebook is a private company. And just admitted in this statement that they don't know what they're doing. They make it up as they go along. 
Every bit of it, they make up as they go along. Speaking of free speech, let's get into the 1619 Project. Of course, rational people are opposed to this lie put forth by the New York Times and Nicole Hannah-Jones. She lied in the creation of the 1619 Project and made people believe that this, or her position was, this is about America's history. America was founded as a racist uh, country, founded on slavery, and we really were founded in 1619. Of course we weren't. The first slaves coming to America. I want to remind people, and it's, it's very hard for them, that, that uh, in order for us to understand history, you have to understand the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the great, the bad, and the ugly. There were slaves in the United States of America. No one should ever forget that. There were people who owned other people. It's gross and it's disgusting. I will also not forget that there were people who sold other people. And that happened all across Africa. If we are going to teach history, it is imperative that we teach all of it. Because as I am now being told, the 1619 Project, critical race theory, anti-racism, it's not about making white people feel bad. It's about addressing injustice. Me? I'm all about addressing injustice. I want to I wanna address the crap out of injustice. I think selling people is despicable. I think owning people is also despicable. Under the right kind of contract, I'm okay with renting people. People who are adults, people who can make their own decisions, people who can sign a contract of free will. I, I'm okay with that. The libertarian in me has spoken. Owning people, literally controlling their lives, Disgusting. Selling people like their property, chattel is what we would say, despicable. But the 1619 Project is a lie. Historians have said it's a lie. Remember, we're supposed to listen to the experts. The experts said it's a lie. But it doesn't stop the New York Times, it doesn't stop school districts from implementing it. School districts that don't care about students at all. Remember, a school district that will implement the 1619 Project as curriculum, implement critical race theory or anti-racism as curriculum, or even get around supporting them, don't care about children. They hate children. And that's why you're seeing parents fight back so much, because it turns out the parents actually love their kids. A conversation of curriculum is not a conversation of free speech, but don't tell that to Nicole Hannah-Jones. I'd like to kind of reframe the question just a bit because this is fundamentally a free speech issue. If you look at the rhetoric of uh, Senator McConnell and of state legislators all across the country that are trying to get bills passed to prohibit the teaching of the 1619 Project, it's not about the facts of history. It's about trying to prohibit the teaching of ideas that they don't like. So we, you know, I, I've been a little appalled by the silence uh, of free speech advocates as there these attempts to ban ideas from being taught. She is completely wrong. Except that she could have a good point. The whole reason you should not stop people from speaking freely is because we want ideas put into the public sphere and then we can agree that they're good or bad ideas. Nicole Hannah-Jones is making the case for why Donald Trump should be back on Facebook and back on Twitter. They just don't want his ideas out there. They don't want President Trump's ideas being taught. Do you see how easy this is? 
But let's be clear, not having critical race theory, anti-racism training, 1619 Project in the schools has nothing to do with free speech. And she's ridiculous for saying so. It has to do with the fact that we don't teach lies to our children. Isn't that what we want? Not to teach lies to our children? So don't teach lies to our children. The 1619 Project is a lie. From beginning to end, the Alpha and the Omega, it's a lie. She doesn't have a free speech argument to save her life. It's laughable. Laughable what uh, she is putting out. But if you tell me, if you say to me that what you want, right? If you say to me that what you want is ideas to be put out there and we shouldn't stop ideas from being put out in the public square, well, then you're making the argument that Donald Trump should be back on Twitter and on Facebook. You're making that argument. Also making an argument, that would be the president, Joe Biden, and oh my goodness. Harris-Biden administration... You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. Joe Biden's in Pennsylvania. You know he he's the kid from Scranton. Don't you know? And uh, Joe Biden, he's got a he's got a theory on voters from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, you know what I mean. Philadelphia, Philadelphia fans are the most informed, the most obnoxious fans in the world. They know everything. You know what I mean? I never disagree with my wife. First, he said that Philly fans are the most informed and most obnoxious fans in the world. He got the second part right. What person says this? What is wrong with him? By the way, his, his whole staff should be like, oh my goodness. Pennsylvania already lost an electoral vote. Now you're insulting Philadelphia. This isn't good. Or maybe it's Philly. Maybe they take it with a badge of honor. Beats me. I don't know. But what is that? You, 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 you never disagree with your wife? Really? So is your wife running the country? Can you? Can you? Every, everything about him. But I don't want to stop him from talking. Oh, I don't want to stop. I don't want to silence the president. Nah. He's radio gold, people. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Did you hear about this rigged homecoming? Like, we've done a couple of stories where parents will try and do things to make sure their kid elevates in sports and things like that. It's maddening kind of stuff. If you don't teach your kids about failure, right? If you don't teach your kids that sometimes you might fail, it's okay. You dust yourself off and you get back to it. Um, You're doing your kids a massive disservice. 
Kids have to experience pain. They have to experience failure. Right? It's extremely important. It's, it's a great lesson. Well, there's this, this story of a, of a, of a, what was it? A, a mom and a, and a, and a daughter who rigged the homecoming election votes. And now the, the, the kid is being charged as an adult in the case. They were arrested. Unauthorized use of computers, unlawful use of a two-way communication device, and criminal use of personally identifiable information. Because the mom used the school computers to reach in and access school records. And with her daughter, they accessed 372 high school records beginning in August of 2019, meaning they knew things about students. Never mind, they reworked votes so she could become homecoming queen. It was ridiculous enough when Aunt Becky from Full House decided to totally ruin her daughter's career, but with this idea of we're going to, you know, fake your way and, and, and bribe your way into, into USC, like a bunch of these parents did. And it's possible that some of them really thought that they were making donations. That, 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 you know, claim didn't really work out too well for them. Didn't work out for Felicity Huffman. Didn't work out for Aunt Becky. Lori Laughlin is her real name. But none of that was necessary. Your kid didn't need to go to USC. Your kid didn't need these things. Right? They were already, you know, in, in the case of uh, Aunt Becky's daughter, she was already doing well she had a career as a, as a fashion influencer a makeup influencer right she was doing just fine and 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 didn't need her mom's help and her mom hurt her but you want to send them to a good school so they'll get a chance you want them to be homecoming queen someone could even though they'd have to super duper stretch rationalize what it is that Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, Felicity Huffman, and a bunch of those other people did. But maybe they could, even though I can't. You're going to access people's records. You're going to find out information about them. You're going to then, what, threaten them or, or bribe them? And you're going to add votes so your daughter can be homecoming queen? No one cares. That is, that's just ugly. I'm Tony Katz. When my landlord said rent could be cheaper if... I find it amazing that Joy Reid of MSNBC has been so silent as Senator Tim Scott has been called an Oreo. Senator Tim Scott is a Republican. Senator Tim Scott is black. An Oreo is a derogatory term for a black person who is black on the outside, but white on the inside. See, see, they're not really black. But as we've learned time and again and again, as I have shared here repeatedly, if you're black and conservative, you're not really black. This according to the political left. 
If you're Jewish or conservative, you're not really Jewish. This according to the political left. If you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay. If you're a woman and conservative, you're not really a woman. We see this time and again, this dehumanizing. But there was a Democrat official ahead of a, of a county party who, ref, who on his Facebook page referred to Tim Scott as an Oreo and he has now resigned his position. It didn't stop the Twitter folk from referring to Tim Scott as Uncle Tim as opposed to Uncle Tom. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. 833-GOT-TONY. I'd love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. Picture the world where a black man can be called an Oreo. And Joy Reid has nothing to say. Joy Reid has no how dare yous. Joy Reid of MSNBC, among the wokest of the wokety woke woke woke, has nothing to offer. Let me tell you, being woke is big, big money. You just got to focus on the woke things and not focus on the honest things, and then everything works out. Let me give you an example. This is Fox Sports Radio. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, they're the odd couple, don't you know? dun 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 Seriously, you don't know the show? dun 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 Tony Randall? Jack Klugman, seriously? Da, 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 da. All right, I'm done with that. Well, it's a radio show. And Chris Broussard is asking Rob Parker a question. Rob Parker is apoplectic, I tell you. Apoplectic because Tim Tebow got a tryout with the Jacksonville Jaguars at tight end. And you're like, wait, what happened? This is a true story. This happened right before the draft, right before the Jaguars picked Trevor Lawrence in the first round. First pick, first round, the quarterback from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. Tim Tebow got a tryout at tight end. Why did this happen? Well, this happened because the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars is Urban Meyer. And before he was the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he was the coach of the Ohio Buckeyes. And before he was the coach of the Ohio Buckeyes, going back a couple years, he was the coach of the University of Florida. The Gators, where they had a Heisman-winning quarterback named Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow tried the NFL. I always thought he was better than they gave him credit for. He wanted to be a quarterback. They said to him, be a tight end, be a this, be a that. You can play. He said, I want to be a quarterback. And they said, there's no room for you, a quarterback. And they blackballed Tim Tebow. I'm expecting producer Ari to say they didn't blackball him. He was just terrible. I mean, he was terrible. I don't know. Blackball theory is nonsense. He was. If Colin Kaepernick was blackballed, then Tim Tebow was blackballed. Colin Kaepernick was a better quarterback than Tim Tebow. <gasps> who? Ha- well, I was about to say who has more uh, playoff wins, but that would be Colin Kaepernick. So he doesn't get to play quarterback. He's like, all right, I'll try baseball. He tried baseball for a few years and just wasn't going to happen. And he said, okay, I'm done. And then he tried out to be a tight end. I don't know. Maybe he's got what it takes. Maybe if he had done this eight years ago, he'd be in the NFL. He'd be one of the great tight ends of all time. I don't know. But this, this tryout has got Rob Parker, who is black, 
Very upset. Oh, I have to mention that he's black. Everyone's got to know the race. I mean, that's got to be thing number one. And this is Rob Parker. And how I don't understand how a guy who hasn't played in the NFL since 2012, right? Eight, nine years now. A guy who just recently quit baseball said he was pulled away in different directions to do other stuff. And I think it's the ultimate white privilege. This guy has failed in the NFL. He can't play. And the idea, I know he played for, for Urban Meyer in college. I get that. But so have a That's lot of other people. That's probably the reason he got the trial. No, but there so have a lot of other players, Chris. Not like him. Who have played. They, they, didn't lead, they didn't do what Tim Tebow did for Urban Meyer. Yeah, but he won one championship. The Urban Meyer won two. Chris Leak won the other one. He didn't win both of them. He Chris. was great for Urban where's, Meyer. Where's Chris Leak's uh, tryout as tight end? All I'm saying is this is typical. The Mets gave him a roster spot. He hadn't played baseball in a decade. Nobody just gets a roster spot, and it ain't just me. Other Mets minor leaguers, they belly ached about it, that he was given special treatment. They. I have no doubt he was given special treatment. None. Because of the celebrity. You want to make it because he was white? It's, it's a weird stretch, dude. It's a weird stretch. But hey, you know, it's the odd couple. Da, 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 da. What does it matter? That kind of thing probably does you very well on that show. Keep it woke with the odd couple. The idea that he got a tryout because of white privilege. Everybody knows is insane. He got a tryout because what the heck, you'll throw the guy a favor. And if he can actually play, you'll sell some tickets. Remember, if Colin Kaepernick wasn't so damn divisive, they'd put him on a team because he'd sell some tickets. But because he is so divisive... As a person, he got the chance to do the tryout to Colin Kaepernick, and he purposefully screwed it up. Why should I go back into the NFL and prove that I actually don't have it? That he's a better quarterback than me is not saying he's a great quarterback. But why should he go back and 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 uh, to the to the NFL and 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 prove that he can't do it? When he can simply make the statement that I, of course, uh, was not allowed in because I'm black. Which, of course, is not true. This is just what gets said. So when Joy Reid says nothing about a black man being called an Oreo, you should not be surprised. She doesn't get anything out of it. If she's not going to get anything out of it, why in the world would she do it? The only reason to be woke at any time is to be able to get something out of it. To get a value out of it. To get some kind of... Uh, reputation capital from it. Not because it's believed. Let's say it a little bit differently. Joy Reid does not at all 
care about her fellow man, her fellow woman, her fellow anything. And she does not care about people being black. It can be said differently. She does not care about black people. No, 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 she does not. She cares about black people who check the proper boxes. Otherwise, she'd be speaking out about what was said about Senator Tim Scott, and she'd be, she'd be mad about it. She'd be screaming about it. Best that we talk about Tim Tebow's white privilege and not about the white Democrat who called Senator Tim Scott an Oreo. Right? Because it's better to be woke and talk about white privilege. White privilege is when you get to call a black senator an Oreo. Right? That's, <laughs> that's some, that is some privilege. I got to assume that's Democrat privilege that he only had to resign as a county chairman. And he wasn't, you know, physically attacked. Nobody went to his house. Nobody doxed him. Nobody said show up to his home. No one said scare his kids. He's lucky his name wasn't Jamie Dimon. If the odd couple wants to talk about something that's white privilege, talk about calling a black man an Oreo, but nope, you don't hear that. Now, full disclosure, I don't listen to that show. Maybe he brought it up, to which I would cheer and applaud. Maybe, just maybe, Joy Reid spoke up and said it's wrong the way you're 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 uh treating uh Tim Scott it's rude what you said about Tim Scott you may disagree with him but it's simply wrong of you wrong of you to treat him this way maybe she actually said it but I'm not holding my breath, and neither are you. I am not holding my breath to any of these people who make the claim that they are good or decent, that they are moral, that they are outraged, and that they are, are, are standing up for their fellow human beings. That's the claim they make. But they're not doing it. They're clearly not doing it. We should notice. That's all I'm saying. We should notice. You know what else we should notice? Uh, that, that, I'm, that I'm hungry. And I'm hungry, and uh, this summer I'm going to be crazy hungry, and luckily I have got Omaha Steaks uh, to bail me out. Enter keyword Tony in the search bar, and you can get the Let's Go Grill package 
today. It's a crazy, crazy savings. You've got the four butcher's cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, and then, of course, you've got the caramel apple tartlets for dessert and... When you order right now using that keyword Tony in the search bar, you will get 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steaks burgers free. That's almost four pounds of free burgers. And to top it off, you also get $20 off your first order. It's a very cool company, Omaha Steaks. This is a family that, that immigrated from Latvia in, in the early 1900s and started a business in Omaha, Nebraska. And what have they been doing? They've been taking care of Americans ever since. Place your order right now. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter keyword Tony. And right now you're going to get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers and $20 off at checkout on your first order. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Tony. My mama don't like you and she likes everyone. And I never like to admit that I was wrong. And I've been so caught up in my job. Not being one who wants no power, Representative Ocasio-Cortez and a bunch of other progressives want to create a 1.5 million member group of civilians to work on federally funded projects. Those projects will address climate change. It's all part of Green New Deal legislation. They're calling it the Civilian Climate Corps. Or, or as uh, Barack Obama would say, the Civilian Climate Corpse. Tony Katz, great to be with you on Tony Katz today. Now, some of you are of an age where you're like, wait a second, this is rather familiar. Or you're of a mind and you've actually read a book before, know a little bit about history and say, wait a second, I've heard of this. Civilian Climate Corps. They'd get on the job training, work with community groups on initiatives to reduce carbon emissions, enable a transition to renewable energy, build healthier and more resilient communities, implement conservation projects and uh, with proven climate benefits, and help communities recover from climate disasters. You got to love it. You got to love this vision that that Representative Ocasio-Cortez has for America. What you're reminded of is the idea of the Civilian Conservation Corps. You're reminded of the deals that FDR put in place. That's what this is. 1.5 million people on the government payroll working on these initiatives so not doing anything not creating anything not supplying anything not building anything but rather taking a look at what other people do and saying i approve or hmm you could do better here's another regulation Here's another place where we can spend your money. You spent your money on us, and now we spend your money on the things we think we should spend your money on. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this group. And for people like Representative Ocasio-Cortez... This is the dream come true, baby! All that work... All of that sacrifice 
We're now in a position to do these things. Take people's money and then we hire people to tell these people where else they have to spend the money they haven't spent on us yet. Oh, it's a, God, it's so great. Oh, I need a cigarette. Look, I, I, I'm telling you, you, you voted for Biden because you were tired of mean tweets. Congratulations. Congratulations. You got your wish. Oh, of course, this is a terrible idea. Of course, it's a miserably bad idea. Everybody knows this. But this is what they're trying to do. Meanwhile, I said yesterday, you know, that something about this Bill Gates divorce just struck me as peculiar. Struck me as odd. Like, is there a story we don't know? And now you're hearing the story that while Bill Gates, uh, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates getting divorced after 27 years, Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft... Well, during his marriage, even, he spent long weekends at the beach with his ex-girlfriend, which I guess is possible. They had a friendship, and she's a venture capitalist, and they talk tech stuff. I, I mean, look, it's certainly possible. But this was the first story to come out, and my fear is there are going to be other ones. And other ones are going to make us go, blah, blah. <laughs> More to come. I'm Tony Katz.